Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast. I am Joe Dubs. Hey, I'm Andy. Hey, I'm Zach. And we are here with episode 109 of Big Trouble, and we are going to be talking about Thunderball, which is uh, another Sean Connery, James Bond movie that we are going to rank after we watch all his movies. Uh, but before we get into that, guys, what the hell you been watching, playing, or doing? I will start with Andy. Uh, more Animal Crossing. Um, I finally, after a bunch of trying, was able to pick up uh, Ring Fit Adventure. That game kicks my ass. <laughs> uh, honestly, though, it, it like it, it's not just like easy, medium, hard. Like the the difficulty is incredibly variable. Like every time you play, they're like. Hey, do you want to bump the difficulty up a little bit? Do you want to bump it down a little bit? Hey, are you feeling sore today? Hey, are you feeling like a challenge today? So, like, it's partially my own fault, but, I mean, that's the point. It's, uh, like, I always try to exercise at home, and it, it's just so hard to not be like, ah, oh, I'm feeling pain, I'm gonna stop, well, I'm a big baby, because, you know, that's not what you're supposed to do when you work out. But when you're playing a game, it's like... Oh, you got to keep going. You got to get to the end of the level. You got to beat this boss. This this muscly dragon is taunting me, and I've had enough of his shit. So I actually really like it. It's definitely not for everyone, but it's motivating me to work out. It's making me tired and sweaty and sore, and that's, that's what it's supposed to do. And um, uh, I rewatched The Witch. My girlfriend had never seen it. She wanted to see it, so we watched The Witch. But that's I think that's all I watched all week. Nice. Uh, with that, are you just trying to get into? Uh... And healthy mindset with that game or are you just like i wanted to see how it is and this could be good once in a while when i want to get into shape what made I mean, you both, both for the most part uh i actually i had we fit you and used it like pretty religiously for like months and months and it did help like i did lose weight and stuff and it taught me a lot about standing up straight and it started making my back not hurt as much so when Ring Fit came around, I was like, you know, We Fit You helped a lot. Maybe I should give Ring Fit a try. And then it got like super stupid rare because it was sold out in every Western nation and uh, even in Japan. And you like couldn't even import it. And Nintendo was like, everyone calm the fuck down. We're going to make more. It's just China shut down right now because, you know, due to COVID. And now that they're finally building stuff in China again you can start buying it. I said, you know, maybe I will pick it up. And I'm glad it did. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And it is, I haven't been weighing myself. Maybe I should. Cause we fit weighs you cause you're on a balance board. Mm-hmm. Ring fit. You don't, you don't have a balance board. It's just, you strap one to your leg and you get the big old ring. Yeah. I saw a lot of people streaming and th- like you said, it's no joke. It actually works you out and gets you all sweaty. Oh, kicks my ass. It's so kind of like just dance. When I ha- first had that for the Xbox one, like, that shit makes you work out. I mean, you, you're pretty much dancing, moving your whole body. So I, I've been wanting to check out that game. Uh, hopefully, I'll get it one day based it's off good. based off of COVID. Zach, what about you? What have you been playing or doing? Um, still been playing Command Conquer. Uh, got stuck on a couple missions that were really hard. And... Uh, it kind of sinks your time when you have to retry a mission over and over and over and over. You don't get anywhere for like three to five hours. Mm-hmm. They're long missions, right? Huh? They're long missions, right? 
they're only long when you have to keep retrying when you fail within the very important initial 10 to 15 minutes. Ah. That sucks. <laughs> but um, uh, other than that, uh, I have not been watching anything else. Uh, just this movie. I'm still... Uh, I'm about to finish that Fantastic Four book and move on to something else. I think it's I think it's Swamp Thing next. Well, we're yes. all we're Alan all, Moore Swamp Thing, right? Yeah, Volume I, Two. I love those fucking books. Yeah, I really like the first one a lot. Yeah, kind of a super hint that nobody's gonna know until we release it. But we're all gonna be going into game mode in about a month or so. Um, so we're all gonna be playing video games. I need to watch uh, Dark Season 3 before we do this because the season finale uh, came out on June 27th. Pretty psyched about that. Um, oh, uh, I, I forgot. I played another game. I, I should have saved it, but I played uh, 007 Legends. That's really relevant. Nice. <laughs> What's the one uh, James Bond game? Oh, Agent Fire. That's the Agent Under Fire. It's under, under Fire, yeah. I almost said Thunder Fire. Never mind. Um, what I've been doing is trying to get through Last of Us Part 2. I Oof. am three sections away until I finish the game. Um, I can't really say anything without spoiling, but there's a portion of the game where you play as a different character, and it makes me want to just... I don't care, care for the character. Everybody knows what it is at this point. Well, I don't want to spoil for Andy if uh, he's playing Last of Us. I mean, someone, someone, I, I did hear, I, I don't know the, the specifics, but I heard like the first half of the game you play as Ellie, the second half of the game you play as someone else. They they do a Metal Gear Solid 2, so. Um, yeah, but the, the difference between uh, <laughs> that game and Metal Gear Solid is like, yeah, you hated the fact that you're playing this different character instead of Solid Snake. But this one, you're just like, why the fuck am I playing this character? Like, you'll know when you play the game. You're just like, this is bullshit. I mean, that's 110% what people said and felt for Metal Gear Solid 2. No, no, it's not. It's Not, not me. It, <laughs> and I, this is different. No, this is totally different. I mean, I kind of liked Raiden, but. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there were people that bitched, oh, this is not Snake. But no, this is like a totally different situation. Oh, like mm. the gameplay changes? No, like this, the context of like something happens and then you basically want to kill this character and then it makes you play as the character that you want to be dead. Oh, so you play as the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. So like between the difference with that, with like if Raiden killed Snake and then you were playing Raiden, I'd be like, yeah, that, that's, you know, that would piss me off. <laughs> actually pretty good comparison <laughs> but uh <laughs> uh but anyway i've did been you see, hey hey did you see what kojima said about last of us 2 no i i heard he made like a snidey remark <laughs> and then like went away back into his shadows of just drawing shit yeah somebody was like talking trying to talk shit about death stranding or whatever and, and uh he said something like uh well all you have to do is uh Look at the great Last of Us two, because <laughs> he knew like the the critic slash um, you know consumer uh, perception was like totally divided. 
Which I, I guess we could bring up this news. Apparently, um, sales went down 80% on the second week of For Last of Us Part 2. I don't know what that means, because that could mean, like, everybody bought it in the first week. Why would why would you, you know... Sometimes, sometimes really popular games do drop, like, significantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I watched, I kind of watched a video about that, like saying like, yeah, 80%, but it's like, hang on. There's been other really good games that have done that too. Like, uh, like I think God of War, when it came out, dropped by 57%. And then it was like Spider-Man dropped by 74 or something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, the game is getting undeserved hate like the only thing i could possibly hate about the game is that the story is just like all over the place and the only thing that's keeping me motivated is the gameplay which is pretty stupid for a naughty dog game because naughty dog's mechanics are just not that great um it just it's very mediocre and uh last of us part two's controls are uh, slightly better than the first one because all you do is like they have a dodge feature and like you could jump and swim that's about it they've always done like the bare minimum on gameplay and design they're kind of like uh uh, what the hell's the name of that studio that does like heavy rain and those kind of games oh um i know quantum dream yeah something along that that's it really they're like Quantum Dream, except they games, except they have more gameplay. Mm-hmm. Just, that's it. <laughs> um, other than that, I've been watching like <laughs> YouTube videos of like Matt Hardy turning different personalities <laughs> in his uh, <laughs> in his gimmick, uh, which is pretty awesome. Um, but you know, it doesn't relate well when there's like no fans in the crowd, so. No, I'm sure it's really awkward. Yeah. Um. What else? What else? What else? Uh. Oh, I guess I could announce this for us. Um. We're not. A, we're we're gonna be switching podcasting hosting. I went from Podbean to Red Circle. Uh, the reason why I went, I did that is because I feel like it's getting our podcast more in the spotlight on Red Circle than Podbean. I felt like it was a chore that I had to keep on <laughs> keeping up with Podbean to make sure that our podcast was going through Spotify and iTunes. And Red Circle goes to like iTunes by itself, Spotify by itself, uh, Stitcher, um, what else? Uh, Google, and then other uh, podcasting distribute distributor sites that are on phones and stuff like i believe there's one called podcast addict if you have android our podcast is on there and you can that's listen that's what to i it. use nice that's my podcast program well so, app program listen to me what year is it <laughs> one of those floppy disks uh but yeah uh just keep an eye out um i'm trying to make things better visually on stream uh, i'm trying to get a better site visual because the site that we have right now looks good but to make it look good to post everything is annoying so i've been looking at like easy website designing like wix or whatever you know those other uh people on youtube or or streams that like do that stupid ad you're like oh you want a website you go on this one and use my code something along that it, it to easily put our you know, shows on there as well. 
But yeah, I think it's time to get into some Thunderball. This has to be probably um, one of my favorite intros <laughs> of the movie. Yes. <laughs> uh, I do like the uh, the music in it. Um, does Sean Connery just get more, like, he has to have, like, a lot of puns now and everything that he does? Because I noticed it gradually got uh, jokier yeah. when it comes they, to... They punch it up a lot in this movie, for better or worse. And a lot of them just aren't clever, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Well, I love when one of the... I, I, I lost track of how many, like, Bond chicks are in a movie now. But the one that he's dancing with and like dies, he's like, "Oh, you know, can my friend sit here? She's kind of dead," and he walks away. And I'm just like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "That's awesome." Um, <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to throw out some of my funny scenes real quick. Uh, when he's on that uh, machine <laughs> to like, uh, you know, kind of stretch out his spine. And somebody comes in and like turns it all the way up and it, it looks like he's humping the fucking table for about a good like 15 minutes maybe an hour i just like the crazy fucking camera shots where it was showing <laughs> it looked like something insane was going on but in re- reality he's just moving back and forth really fast <laughs> yeah um one thing i want to bring up uh i felt like the <sighs> cinematography kind of downgraded a little bit um, a lot of the special effects, even though I know it's like the 60s or 70s, like it, it felt really cheesy, especially the part where, you know, when they uh, the guy that is the pilot and you could clearly see when they open up the door, just like they spliced in uh, like, uh, you know, the same actor on the other side, just like you could see it's like a movie screen, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like it's like it opened up a door and you see like the TV or something. Like mm-hmm. it, it felt so obvious. And I hate I don't know what it is I hate about um old time films, but they always do this like speed up kind of stuff. Why do they do that? That's that's kind of a form of special effects. Like this car crashes, but you know, to to safely to not kill a stuntman, they had to do the stunt at thirty miles per hour. So they speed up the film to make it seem like they're going sixty miles an hour, and like, it, you know, the human eye can catch inconsistencies like that. But it, it's the best they could manage at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that's all I have for right now. Um, Andy, what do you got to say about the movie? Um, I I I mean, I like all the Sean Connery Bond movies, but this one is isn't my favorite. Um, it, it has it has some problems. It takes a long time to get going. Like I like the intro. I like um, it's this guy's funeral, and he follows the widow home, and the widow is just just the guy dressed up for some reason. Like, why would you attend your own funeral if you're trying to? Uh, it doesn't matter. But it beats the snot out of him and murders him, and then gets away. Like that's exciting. And then after that, though, the plot kind of like barely is is getting going for a while like bond is at that uh recuperation center getting his back stretched and 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 coming on way too strong to to women for like way too long way too long they they, they needed to cut that down but after it finally gets going after they get to the bahamas 
it picks up a lot. The movie's really good. Um, like I said, some of the humor doesn't land, but that's not why I'm watching a Bond movie, so that's okay. Mm-hmm. I like I like the overall plot. Um, the The big fight at the end underwater is really divisive. Some people think it's a mess, and some people like it. I thought it was pretty thrilling. Oh, dude, I, I thought that was probably so unique to see an underwater battle where it yeah. looks like there are like two medieval fucking uh, armies just going at it, and I just loved it. I loved it. Yeah, it was scuba war. Mm-hmm. It was just really confusing to see. Like, the only time you knew where Bond was is you see him with the white shorts and shit, like going by and killing people. Yeah, he he turns up and like takes out like four people just in a flash. Yeah. Um, Zach, what about you? What do you got to say about the movie? <clears throat> um, I like this one pretty well, actually. Uh, yeah, I agree with what Andy was saying a little bit, it gets, it's a little slow to start. Uh, but, uh, I did feel that way about some of the other movies too, at the same time so far, but, uh, yeah, it felt, felt like it meandered a little bit on its start. I, I will agree to that, but I kind of was able to look past it because as it kept going, it was getting better. Um, I really like that crazy intro too. <laughs> That's probably the to me. I was like the just the most random one so far. It was just like, what the fuck? He's just he's fighting this dude, just cross dressing, attending his own funeral, and he gets away in a fucking jetpack. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what the fuck? He has a jetpack. He just gets away, <laughs> and he's just you never see it again. It's that was it. <laughs> I just like when he did the jetpack, and it looked like he went like five blocks away, but it was just like around the corner. And Look, good. it was it was 1965. A jetpack sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it's only good for like a few blocks. Um. Oh, what else? Uh, I kind of liked all the 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 scuba stuff that was going on. It was cool. Um, and uh, I like that the Spectre stuff got kind of got reintroduced again. It's like they let it cool off. Blofeld. Do what? Still didn't get to see Blofeld. Yeah. Um I I assume we're going to see him soon. Yeah, the the Spectre stuff kind of was a little bit um underwhelming a little bit for me. I I don't know like they ignored Spectre in the last film and then they like came strong with it in this film a little bit because like the whole number two and having the two atom bombs. By the way, uh, I really like how they took the bombs. I think that's one of the good things about the Spectre stuff. That uh, <laughs> they went in the fucking water and like the plane went all the way down to see it and they just took the bombs that way. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I like that whole sequence as well. Yeah, I knew the whole time that the, the decoy person, the person that... Um, change his appearance like the actual pilot was going to get like you know killed because he got to kill a loose end and well, he was going to get killed because he like at the last minute was like no i want a quarter of a million it's like uh no you're gonna get a bullet you dumbass mm-hmm. it's not a bullet though in the end but still they just let him nice, fucking drown nice <laughs> hey what was with everybody's knives in this movie they're underwater I mean, yeah, no, but, like, all the handles on them are, like, this weird blue plastic. It looks like they're fucking toys. 
Um, I think it's blue because a lot of scuba equipment is made to like be a little bit more buoyant, so it's not like a bunch of heavy bullshit on you. So I think the plastic for the handles is, I mean, it doesn't float, but it, it weighs less than a normal knife handle, I think. Okay. I was just wondering about that. I just didn't know if it was like a weird prop thing. Like it was just like, oh, this is, this is what the knife looks like. Okay. I, I've, I've held dive knives before and they're like lighter that way. All right. Now, Money Penny is, is this a different act, actress now? Because I feel like it's different from the last one. Or is it the same person? I think she's the same. She, was... she, looked, she looked the same to me. Uh, she, I mean, she, she plays Money Penny for a long time. Like, she's, she sticks around. Yeah. <laughs> I still love their interactions between yeah, Bond. It's, it's still her. Same her? Okay. Maybe she just changed up her hair in this one. Um. Yeah, I, I love the interaction with Money Money Penny and uh, James Bond. Uh, <laughs> I like when she says the old man, and then M comes out and he's like, "Well, this old man or whatever he says," like he catches her, uh, which is funny. Um, yeah, the whole I hated the, uh, you know, when that one Spectre agent uh, came in and did the spine machine on James Bond. And then James Bond does like hokey shit where he goes and like puts the broomstick in front of that one mach steam machine, whatever it was. Yeah. Are no machines watched in this facility? Like everyone <laughs> is just like using this dangerous shit by themselves. It was the 60s, brother. It was back when you keep your doors unlocked and all that shit. Mm -hmm. It's back uh, when you could just go into an airport and just do whatever you wanted. And, and speaking of like. Uh, <laughs> In in our Me Too generation, like this movie would just never make it based off of the <laughs> like how James Bond just forcibly like kisses her and then brings her into the sauna and just you know seduces her and then uh, extorts her for sex. Yeah, <laughs> it was just. I feel like this does he, does it ever stop now with him being a womanizer or does it cool down in the next movie? I don't think it cools down for a while. Yeah, because I think because I noticed uh, in the first two James Bond movies, like they gradually sh started showing more skin. Like you, uh, I forgot what the doctor. No, like the only time you saw skin is when they went into the uh, when they get captured by the doctor. No. And, you know, when the radiation scene and you just see like a, a glimpse of her skin. But well, I don't know about that. I mean, Ursula Andress is wearing like a bikini most of the movie. Well, I'm talking about like bare skin, like. To the point where you almost see a side boob. Hmm. I guess I don't know, but bikinis are pretty revealing. I mean, by the by their very nature. Hmm. Um, what do you think of Dom Domino? Is that her name in this one? Domino. Yeah. Yes. How'd you know her friends call her Domino? I saw your ankle bracelet there. <laughs> this thing cracks me up because you very nearly fucks up really bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. That was a good save. <laughs> um, what did you guys? I, li I liked her though. I, I thought I don't know. So far, I think she's my favorite Bond girl. Is she the one that was like on the that. motorcycle and like shot up that car? Or was that a different? No, chick? that's that Spectre agent. That's um, the one. Who later captures him in his hotel room? She she picks him up in the Mustang and drives a hundred miles an hour down the road. I like that scene. <laughs> that was fucking cool too. Yeah. 
And I like the part. I like that part also because, like James, she's like, "You better, you know, buckle up." And James Bond just never does it because he's a fucking man, <laughs> and he just stays calm the whole time. Uh, and I like the line does at the he? end. <laughs> what does he stay calm? I mean, he doesn't freak out. He doesn't tell her to fucking, you know, you better stop. That's true. That's true. He's like, I capsized back there. Thanks, thanks for picking me up. And then she starts driving like super fast. He's, she's like, what's wrong? He's like, well, I don't want to capsize again. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. What, what What is the saying that he says? Uh, lady taking. Uh, he's like, no, you you know, you're taking me for a ride. What, what does she say? No, she says, I guess men don't like to be driven. And he says, no, men don't like being taken for a ride. Yeah, I, I, I actually like that line. It was very hokey, but I actually liked it. Um, What else? I'm trying to think. But the, the whole sharks in the pool kind of thing. I, it, it's probably because I know that came from this movie first, but like seeing like Austin Powers and shit, like sharks with laser beams and all that stuff. I thought about Austin Powers like three, four times watching this movie because it's got... That's not a man, man, because, you know, it's the woman and it's the guy in drag and they do that bit in Austin Powers. And then later it's the, the guy's mother and they do the sharks. There's no lit freaking laser beams on their head, but it still made me think about it. And um, they introduced this in From Russia with Love, but it's more pronounced in this one. They're calling them number two, number seven, number whatever. Austin Powers rips that off. And of course, Austin Powers also directly rips off the scene the guy's in the chair and he like sets him on fire but then it's will ferrell and he's like still alive down there and that's the gag <laughs> but austin powers stole a lot of stuff from james bond but like most of it just from this movie yeah and i i, I like that part because like uh n- number one was like you know there's something wrong with the you know the total and all that stuff and that guy's like no it's down to the fucking penny and then like the other guy was smiling the whole time and i'm like oh wait it, it kind of tricked me a little bit because I was like, he's smiling. So does that, that mean the guy that says, you know, it's down to the last penny? Is he hoping that number one is going to kill him? And instead, number one knew it was the guy that was smiling. And I don't know. I, I kind of like that. I was like, <laughs> what an asshole. He, he fucking knew the whole time. <laughs> Dick. Um, what, what else am I li- missing, guys? Uh, the fight scenes were pretty good. Oh, this is what I want to bring up. The whole, like, the the chick that was with James Bond in the beginning. W- were they trying to do, like, a duo kind of thing? Was that Because supp- I didn't feel for her when she died. I was like, oh. Yeah. In the Bahamas? No, I think she just works for MI6 in the Bahamas. And they were like, hey, here's an excuse to have another sexy lady in the movie. And they mm. did. Yeah, good. That that part when she gets taken was pretty odd to me because you have this one chick coming into the you know the apartment and obviously I guess you would know that James Bond is a womanizer and he he has all these girls all the time, but if somebody that you know that you've been tracking is inside your fucking apartment, wouldn't you be more cautious and especially opening a door? I mean, she didn't know who she was. She didn't know it was a Spectre agent. She just thought it was some broad that Bond had had invited over to Bone or something. I think they better do, you know, better intel next time. I mean, she's she's a she's an assassin for Spectre. She's it's one of the most secretive organizations on the planet. She can't know everything. I guess. I don't know. I I, 
I just didn't feel for her when she died, and I was like, oh, oh well. Well, she didn't really have that much of a part in the movie. No. They, they could have cut her, and no one would have noticed. Yeah. There's just, like, that part where he first meets uh, Domino, and she's, like, in the other boat. And then he, like, fakes engine trouble to get on her boat. Yeah, he could have done that by himself. He could have yeah. just, oh, no, my engine won't start. <laughs> and, like, most of the time, if he needs to talk to someone, he could have just been talking to Felix, who has who shows up with his David Lynch haircut in this movie, finally. <laughs> and, and then Bond could just talk to him and you do that for exposition. Now I wish Felix was David Lynch. <laughs> I'm worried about Bond. James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> he reminds me of a small Mexican chihuahua. <laughs> Agent Bond. <laughs> and he still has like those uh, those uh, headphones in because he has to hear and shit. What? <laughs> he has hearing damage from that. Uh, all those explosions. <laughs> I I almost kind of like because uh, Andy, you need to watch Twin Peaks, right? I've seen like maybe half of it. No, you've seen a third of it. And that's seen, that's that's not counting the new one though, too. I've seen season one and like the beginning of season two, however long. Oh, dude, it's a ride, especially yeah, when especially when David Lynch comes in in like the second season. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll just say because I want to hint it to Zach because I want you to experience it. But when David Lynch talks to this girl and automatically, you know, I mean, it's okay if you spoil it. It's like twenty five years old. Like that's kind of on me. At this point. It's it, it's an experience though when you see this scene. So you know what? I'll just message it to Zach later what it is. Okay. Uh, but back to Thunderball. Um. When Thomas, you see him, I was like, yes. Because <laughs> he has, like, these goofy uh, sunglasses and shit. And <laughs> I like the part where he shoots the shark. And, like, James Bond is like, oh, they're going to get at it for a while with that shark. And he does, you know, his little recon mi mission. Oh, yeah, when he finds the plane. Yeah. I was lost for a second. I'm running out of things to say about this movie. Uh, Andy, do you have anything to say about Anything um, I, else? I like um, Largo. I, I, he's not yeah. like or anything, but he's a really interesting villain. He isn't afraid to get his hands dirty because he's still like in the water and he's still fighting guys. Um, I, 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 he's the mastermind, but he's not because Blofeld still is like over him. He's number. Was he number two? Is that right? Yeah, yes. he's number two. I was going to ask: Does like, their number also designate like a rank? I, something like that. It seems to be like the order of importance because all these other people are like selling Chinese drugs or extorting a Japanese policeman or something lame like that. <laughs> but number two is like extorting NATO. Like it's kind of a, it's kind of a step up. Yeah, he's stealing atomic bombs. It, it seems like he's he's the number one guy besides Blofeld, who is of course the head of Spectre. So I guess their number is like, oh, you get the good jobs because you're the smarty. <laughs> they jazzed up Spectre overall, though, because in From Russia With Love, he's just like at his kind desk, of a, kind of a presumably on a ship, petting a cat and just yelling at two jerks. But now he's got like a whole 
um, conference room full of jerks to yell at and set on fire or electrocute or whatever he does to that guy. And he's got like a screen that obscures his face. Right. So they don't get to know who he is or whatever. Yeah. Um, damn. Yeah. I want to say Largo is probably my favorite villain so far in the Sean Connery ranks. Because uh, Dr. No, it seemed goofy to me. Barely in the movie, too. Like Largo, you see right off the bat, and he's there every step of the way. Like being a bad guy, losing money to Bond in, in gambling, losing his woman to Bond in love, losing uh, information. He's telling people to kill Bond. He's doing all it, That's way better because Dr. No is barely in the movie, and Largo is like hands on. Yeah. Yeah, and the villain in Russia would love um, the silent guy until he starts talking. He reminds me of a little bit like uh, Victor Dragov, uh, whatever his name is in the Rocky movie. The uh, Russian. Ivan Drago. Yeah, Ivan. Because uh, he's like, I must well, break it. I don't know. The whole time I was like, he, re- he reminds me of him a little bit because he's just like no, not talking and he's like built like a motherfucker. Yeah, the, the villain in From Russia With Love is more like ambiguous it's just the soviets and specter and he doesn't realize it's specter and it's there's not like one main bad guy as much i guess you could say it's kleb maybe but not really Mm -hmm. all our goldfinger though he's a great villain yeah i thought goldfinger was great yeah he he uh, goldfinger is great because for wrestling terms, he's kind of like that heel that's very cowardly and has everybody else do the dirt, uh, the dirty. Uh, at least uh, Largo, he did the dirty and you know played the heel as well. Yeah, he still tries to run away at the end, but it's only when he knows he's lost. Like he's sure all my men are dead. They've captured one of the bombs. I've still got a bomb though. I'm gonna get out of here try to recuperate but with with goldfinger it was like he was there but only because he thought he was safe like he came in on a helicopter after after all the dirty work was done like because like you say he's like more of a coward and then when the shooting starts he's dressed in the uh in an american uh officer's uniform which is incredibly cowardly so he fucking shoots all of them (laughs) with a cold revolver like i feel like they'd be like what? Why does this? Why does this colonel have a cold revolver? Whatever rank he was. So, yeah, Largo is a lot more fun because he's more like hands on. He's got an eye patch too, which is pretty classically evil. That's pretty. Evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to like, like Goldfinger. Is that where they got the golden gun from? From that uh, Goldfinger, or is it like the golden gun? The man with the golden gun. Yeah, the golden gun. Where you no, know, that's a completely separate thing. Oh, okay. Anyway, there's lots of gold and lots of diamonds in James Bond movies. Don't question it. There just are. Mm. Like even in this movie, they're like, you must pay us in diamonds. Ha <laughs> ha. Drop them off the coast of Burma. And then, of course, there's diamonds are forever. The whole movie's based around that. In Moonraker, there's a, there's like a diamond smuggling thing because they need the diamonds to make the laser. In uh, Die Another Day, the bad guy has like diamonds implanted in his face because an attached AK is filled with diamonds got blown up in his face. There's diamonds all over the franchise. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like like I said, I, I kind of hate that movie, but it has its moments. And that one, I don't know if I hate it or it's a cool moment. But he's like... 
it, it's in the intro, so I'm not really spoiling anything. But like Bond is undercover or something. I can't remember the details of it. And there's like an attache case filled with diamonds, and there's a bomb underneath it. And he's supposed to take it to his boss, and they're gonna blow it up. But something starts going wrong, and Bond is just like, "Well, fuck it, I guess," and blows it up in his face, like right there, so he can try to escape. And then he comes back later in the movie and he's got like diamonds like in his fucking face because when it exploded, it like scarred him and implanted in his skin. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I, I got a question for you, Andy. Uh, is your favorite Bond villain, uh, did we watch it already or is it should be coming up in Sean Connery or is it in any other uh, Bond movies? I don't know who my favorite villain is. I know it's kind of a cop-out answer, but it might be Blofeld, which, you know, he's in several movies. Um, who's my favorite Bond villain? I have no idea. I don't know. Well, right now, mine is Largo. So, Yeah, I mean, Largo's great. I, I might like Goldfinger a teeny tiny bit better. Just because he's got the whole, no, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Like, he's still, like, kind of an asshole. Though, <laughs> um, that's that's one of the best Bond moments, but I forgot. And like if someone had asked me, I would have forgot this moment. So I'm glad we watched this movie so it can be fresh in my mind again. I love when he gets to uh, Largo's home and they've been like shooting skeet and Bond is out there. At first, he's like, oh, this looks like a gun better suited for women. He's like, oh, you know a lot about guns, Mr. Bond? He's no, but I know a lot about women. But they're like he like shoots skeet and like, he, you know, he hits it because he's Largo and he's a scary villain. And Bond is like, well, this, is, this looks really hard. Could you pull Could you do one for me? And he goes, pull. And Bond just like pivots fires from the hip and hits it and then pivots back and like continues his conversation <laughs> i guess that wasn't hard at all was it <laughs> like he doesn't even acknowledge it. it like because everyone else is like aiming down the sights like you're supposed to do and bond is just like bang okay so anyway <laughs> <laughs> like i laughed out loud it, it's so fucking funny i love that part um what about the part in the the beach? I think he was again. I mix up all my Bond women, but he's sitting with Domino, right, on the beach, and then yeah, they're talking. He yeah, shows her, oh, yeah. He, he when he her brother's dead and gives her the Geiger counter camera. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> I forgot the one of the uh, Spectre people are like sneaking up behind, so he takes like that harpoon shot and like shoots him. And it's I, like the same thing. He just does it from the hip. She's like, "That guy's behind you," and he's like, "Oh, okay." Dead. <laughs> yeah, was like, yes, that was fucking awesome. <laughs> Pins him to a tree. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that guy was that guy supposed to have like a gimmick? Is it seemed to me? It seemed to me like they're like this guy is a creepy weirdo and he he enjoys torturing people, but they didn't really go anywhere with that. Right. There's there's kind of I, I he's the muscle, I guess for for lack because that's something yeah. this movie. Like, there's a formula, and it's falling into place, but they're still toying with it from movie to movie at this point, because we're only four movies in. And he's the muscle-ish. I mean, Bond doesn't have a big dramatic fight with him, but he's, like, the guy who gets commanded. And there's that scene where they give Bond the rum Collins, and they're talking and by the pool. And he's like, uh, some men love drink or sex or something. He doesn't smoke. He doesn't fuck. He doesn't do nothing. He just likes to kill people. And you're supposed to be like, oh, that's so scary, but... It's just like, he just looks like a weirdo. And then later Bond just harpoons him. And it's like, yeah, that makes sense. He sucks. <laughs> he was just a weirdo. So a lot of the stuff that the henchmen would have done, the muscle would have done, they give to Largo, which is why he's such a great villain. Like, uh, the, the henchmen would have fought Bond in that rusted out ship underwater. But instead it was just like some henchmen and also Largo's down there and Bond chases him. Largo was the boss and the muscle. <laughs> 
Yeah, he's, he's he kind of gets to do both a little bit. <clears throat> well, I like when one of the henchmen, uh, where James Bond beats the shit out of him and steals his gun, and he's like, "Go back to your boss and tell him, you know, what I said." And like, he's like, "You're just gonna shoot me in the back," and he's like, "Here, here's your fucking gun. Get out." <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. And then he gets, then he gets back, and then they just throw him in the damn pool. <laughs> Poor guy. And that's when Bond like punches Thomas in the stomach. You almost said Thomas. You're talking about Felix. 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 Oh, my bad. You did it earlier. I was like, am I crazy? Yeah, who's Thomas? Yeah, I noticed that because I noticed your face going like, what the hell? Why is he calling him Thomas? I'm like, I I don't know. Too many names in this movie. Felix. Felix. There's no Thomas in this movie. Memorable name. Thomas. Yeah, I don't think anyone's named Thomas in this movie. Thomas Felix. Let's just call him that. No, Felix. No, let's call him Felix Leiter. But he punches Felix in the stomach. Yeah. But uh, I'm out of things to say. Uh, I'm totally going to recommend this film, obviously. What about you guys? Yeah, it's great. The Bond franchise hasn't slowed down yet. It's good. Nice. Watch it for the Scuba War. Scuba War. (laughs) Resist the urge to fast forward past some of the slow stuff at the beginning. Like, it it is rewarding. Um. It's not as bad as we made it sound. I think I was just looking for anything to say negative about the movie, but there is, there's, it takes a little while to get going. It's got more of a slow burn, I think. Yeah. I think it's better than Dr. No. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's better than Dr. No. Uh, it definitely is. This is, uh, oh, by the way, another thing interesting. This is Terrence Young is back directing now. Again, yeah. Terrence Young directed the first two, not Goldfinger, or, yeah, not Goldfinger, but now he's back for some reason. He, yeah, he came back and, Hang on. We've been talking about the money these movies do and all that. Let's this see. One, this one was the highest grossing film of the year, and it was the highest grossing Bond movie until Live and Let Die. I know that, but I don't know the number. Yeah. This budget was $9 million and they made 141 Damn. Whereas Goldfinger was 3 and it made 125 Damn. Make, making that dough. It keeps going up. Well, it won't go up. Until Live and Let Die again, because this is this was uh, the highest grossing Bond movie for a long time. Nice. All right. Well, what is the next movie, Andy, that we're going to be watching? Uh, you only live twice is next. Uh, I have mixed feelings about it being next too, because it's a shame. In the books, and this is me. Oh, the book was better. But I'm a fucking nerd. But in the books, You Only Live Twice comes after. Um, I say I'm too much. It comes after On Her Majesty's Secret Service, and they flip-flop them for the movies, and it's a shame due to something I won't spoil in case someone's watching them along with us for the first time. And also for, uh, I know at least one of you hasn't seen them, and I'll talk about it when we get there, but it's still an interesting story, and it's weird, and there's some weird, like, oh, that's problematic in this coming movie as well. (laughs) So look forward to that. Oh, man, cannot wait. Uh, so, guys, remember to watch You Only Live Twice and come back here and we can have some conversations about that movie. Um, but I almost I almost ended the podcast. We got some news to talk about. <laughs> do, we, do we have news? There's not much. It's kind of like quick news. Um, I'll start uh, small and then come up to, I guess, the biggest news that is out right now. Uh, that is that is a mystery. 
is one steam sale is still going i believe july 9th is when it ends uh there's some good deals on there uh i almost bought pandemic uh not pandemic oh my god daymare <laughs> i've been thinking about the pandemic all day because i've been saying it at work because of the pandemic blah 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 anyway daymare um which is apparently it was going to be a resident evil 2 uh fan game and they were just like oh man we made our own story within this city that has infected people and it has like still the uh um old school survival horror kind of take to it and it's like nine dollars on steam i think so that's that's a steal instead of me paying forty dollars for the ps4 so and there's more games out there as well um avengers game that's being made by square enix is it Mm -hmm. that's right so they came out with their little uh video package thing where they showed up the game andy has made a bold prediction what's your bold prediction about this game oh like i said i didn't have to bring it up on the show or anything i i i just get a bad feeling the game's gonna like underperform financially i don't think so i it's marble um and it plays like arkham asylum or, or spider-man i think it's gonna do well the only problem i think people are gonna have with it is that uh people are gonna be like i want to play iron man the whole time why am i playing the hulk and like because the game is really really story oriented it's not gonna be like oh like um that one game on the switch marvel ultimate alliance you can't just pick your team and go fight this is you have to be certain heroes at certain times but you can pick people if you want to do co-op or something like that with people uh i think andy means though that it'll underperform financially in the eyes of square (laughs) oh because like there's been games that have done really well like like we were talking about before we got on here like tomb raider sold like five million copies and then square was like it failed (laughs) Like, what the f- fuck? <laughs> yes, and- Square, Square has a record of saying oh, Tomb Raider failed, Deus Ex failed, um, Final Fantasy fifteen failed, a bunch of other stuff like that. But I, I just mean, like, I think I, I don't think they're going to capture the wide audience that they think they're going to capture. And it's a shame because the game looks fine. I'm not saying, oh, the game looks bad. Grr, I'm angry. I'm saying, like, I think a lot of people are going to be like, oh, that's not the guys from the movies. I don't want to play that. I'm stupid. Yeah, there's a lot of people that go in like, wow, that's uh, store discount Thor and like Iron Man and all that stuff. Yeah, they're going to be like, why didn't they get Robert Downey Jr.? It's, well, because they didn't want to pay him the budget of the game. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if they did get Robert Downey Jr. and like the rest were just budget people. <laughs> just oh, like, God, that'd be so weird. Yeah. Just, <laughs> Nolan North does every voice except Iron Man. <laughs> even Even Black Widow. I mean, that's one thing that's going to be really well about the game is the voice acting. They have an all-star lineup. Um, but you may be right. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's going gonna, it's gonna to do good money. Especially, remember when E3, when everybody was like jizzing in the fucking audience when that game was uh, being shown for the first time? I feel like that's every Marvel person that's going to be buying this game. Oh, I'm getting it. Yeah, I'm getting it too. Um, 
So, I guess we'll get to the top news that is going on right now. Uh, Dr. Disrespect was banned, um, and nobody knows why, even himself, or himself. He he made a, a tweet saying that Twitch hasn't given him the specific on why he's banned. So, a lot of people are speculating that it has to do with a contract issue. Um, and people were like analyzing his last stream where he's like oh just at this point he looked at the phone and his demeanor changed and i'm like i can't really tell because he's always in character but apparently he was at a character during the last part of his stream and then he ended it abruptly and people thought that he <laughs> there was speculations that the cops or the fbi was raiding him i'm like one if he knew saw that on the phone that the cops were in his house i don't think he would keep the stream going unless you want to capture like i don't know a cop a, a bad cop coming in and you're shooting him and be like oh my god they killed dr disrespect that that's really <laughs> that's really stupid um there was also talk because of twitch is doing the whole me too movement uh of just canceling people like if you you know kiss a girl on the cheek uh, and they admitted to it, you're gone because she didn't want the kiss or something along that. And there's other people that are doing like bad shit as well. Uh, I think we talked about last uh, week that Angry Joe uh, got me too. Uh, another YouTuber named Chilled Chaos got me too, and they're both uh, responding back with uh, saying, "You better stop saying this, or I'm going to sue you for defamation." And then there's other assholes that are actually were abusive and they admitted to it. Um, if I was a defense lawyer, I would be telling my client to shut the fuck up. <laughs> you just admitted guilt to millions and millions of people. Well, yeah, millions of people that follow Twitch. Um, but w what are you guys' speculations on Dr. Disrespect? Do you think it's a contract issue or do you think he said something stupid, like it might be racist, or do you think it might be a Me Too kind of thing? Uh, I'm sorry, I have no idea of any of this. I don't. I have no idea who that is. Oh, okay. Well, he's a he plays like an '80s actor kind of thing that plays video games. He has like a mullet. He's like a PI Magnum kind of dude. It sounds like he's really popular. Oh, he, he he has like a million dollar contract with Twitch, so that's what that's why they think it's a you know contract issue. Oh, and Zach, you said you just don't care, but you find it kind of you know mysterious on why he got banned. Pretty much, it did seem kind of odd. Like, I I, I didn't uh, see the footage per se, but like I saw like a a news story off of a, a website. And I was like, that sounds weird. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I follow Nick Ricada. I don't know if you follow his channel. Uh, he kinda, I used to. Yeah, he kind of analyzed, uh, you know, what was said. And he thinks that it could be something uh, with contracts. And he, he also said that you would probably never, ever know what happens. Because if he does come back to Twitch and they allow him to go on there... Uh, I bet you there's going to be like a contract saying you better not say like a gag order. Just, you just can't say shit about it. Which is going to be really hard because when he comes back, everybody's going to be like, what the fuck happened? You have to make a statement about it. 
I don't know. All right, guys. I think we're going to end it unless any of you guys have any news. Eh, meh. Meh? All right. All right. Okay. Zach, what about you? No. No? Okay. All right. I think we're going to end it here. Usually I say Podbean, um, but because we are in Red Circle, uh, we are now on Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher. Uh, make sure you type in Nerd of You Network. We are on there. Uh, and every even podcast addict if you search nerd of you network we are on there uh make sure we got five reviews on itunes by the way five stars so wow people are fucking watching what do they say they're saying just you could do either stars or you could say stars uh and the actual like you know write out a review nobody's written oh so they didn't say anything oh yeah so, guys, say something in the review. Tell us if we're good. Tell us if we're bad. Um, I, I'm thinking about making a segment where you could write to us or and, you know, tell us, you know, what we said wrong or what you want to talk about when I say, hey, you know, email us or message us or whatever. But uh, make sure you, you know, go on those applications i guess you can call their websites and you could catch big trouble little podcast which we're talking right now uh if we ever get back to doing get some color soon we're gonna have the um the nemesis project uh with the books i'm at the end of the first book and i'm gonna speed speed read the second book uh well you know resident evil 2 book Ooh. And that's all. That's all, folks. I think we're going to end it here. Have a good night, guys. Thanks for listening. See you.